Welcome to Life Mastery for Women. I'm your host, Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. I've been studying mind mastery and emotional management and energy work and its connection to spirituality for over 25 years. And in this podcast, I help guide you out of your daily struggles in life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality. Life is hard, but your daily growth doesn't have to be. Join me three times a week as I lead you inward on a healing, connecting, and creating journey. Let's go get that nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I am finding you using your imagination. If you're not using your imagination, then it is my intention that in today's episode I give you just one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. You know, I've been saying one nugget now for two years, and it's really interesting that every single day, every day, I learn something new. Every day. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't learn something about myself, about my business, a new perspective, a thought, an idea, something about my relationship with Amy, something about parenting. It is, I love it because every day I take a step towards my goal. I want to talk about imagination today because we don't use it enough. We don't. We really don't. And I think I was talking with a friend of mine the other day and um, she struggles with weight loss. And I remember talking to her years ago. Well, I was talking to her the other day and, you know, I was saying something like, you know, if you want to lose weight, like start to embody the person that you want to become. And she's like, Jen, you don't understand. I've been overweight my whole life. I say, well, I get that. I said, but try to think about what it would be like. And she goes, I have nothing to pull from. Like, I don't, I don't know what that would be like. I have no idea. And I understand that. I really do. I understand. Maybe it's not on that topic, but I do understand that if you are trying to manifest something and it's difficult because you can't imagine what it would be like, then how do you manifest it? Well, here's the thing. I remember telling the story. I've told it a hundred times in my podcast, and it's one of my favorite stories to tell because it is the... It's like the thread that runs through my life. Totally. I remember being on our shed at home when I was growing up. I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old or something. And it was it was a garage, though we didn't park cars in there. And so it was a flat top shed. And I would go out there all the time. And I've told the story. And if you listen to my podcast regularly, you've already heard the story a hundred times. But I was using my imagination. I'm up on the shed. It's like sunset. And I would... I would come home from school and um, it was like the first I just loved I loved climbing stuff like my feet hardly ever touched the ground and I still do and I love it and um, anyway so I would come home and if I had homework I would crank out the homework I would eat a snack and I would go outside and then we'd get called in for dinner and if it was early enough dinner and still light outside then I would go back outside and I remember climbing up on the shed and it was okay my, my, my mom my mom and my stepdad used to um, try to keep us off the shed, but it was it was no use. And they just did whatever they could to make it sturdy enough and make sure we didn't fall on our heads. But I remember being up there, and I remember as if it was yesterday. And I remember being up there, and the sun was setting, so it was like, I don't know, 5, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that. And the cornfield in front of me, so my house was, so I'm facing the cornfield, I'm facing west, so to the south is our yard and the house, kind of behind me a little bit and then in front of me is this giant field of corn and to the right of me is this giant field of corn and that was the audience and I remember 
pacing back and forth on the shed as the sun was setting. And I was just talking about anything. I talking about, you know, as a, as a 13 or 14 year old, I might even been a little bit older, you know, talking about friends or friendship or we have a game this Friday or whatever. And then if there's a little bit of a breeze blowing through the cornfield, the leaves were kind of making this kind of rustling sound, which could have been the audience. Right. And I just, I didn't even know that being a public speaker was a thing. I mean, I lived a pretty sheltered life. I grew up in a very, very small town, central Michigan. I graduated with 42 people, major farm town. And we did not live on a farm. Like we moved there from the nearest city, which is a college town. It's not very big, but um, we moved there from the, from this, um, this other city out to this country and literally in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, farm town. So, you know, these are huge and Catholic. So these huge giant families, um, there's like, basically you go to school with three different people and their last name. They're all cousins or their brothers and sisters. There's, you know, 15 kids in each family, you know, parents, uh, all Catholic. And so it was, it was a tough upbringing, but I remember using my imagination. It was, it was the thing that I was the best at. And, you know, you see kids, doing this often still, you know, I mean, there's a lot of technology around. So our imagination is not the sharpest or the wildest as it used to be. So I do, I do think, because the laws of nature have not changed, right? But I do think that our kids and our grandkids are going to have harder and harder times using their imagination because of technology. Because I don't have to imagine things because technology is right in front of me. I don't even have to hardly think about anything and try to figure things out because of technology. I just Google it. I just YouTube it, right? I just listen to it. I just go find it. So I think that that foundation is huge when it comes to manifesting. No matter what it is you want to manifest, most of the clients I work with now are just trying to feel better. And I think... I remember asking a couple different clients, this was probably in the course of the last couple of months, and I remember asking a couple different clients that I'm like, okay, if you weren't feeling this crappy emotion, if you weren't feeling depressed, what would you be feeling? And I'm not kidding. They're looking at me going, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, well, let's think about it for a minute. You know, would you, would it be happiness? Like, what would it be? And they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm like that, wait a minute. You know, in my mind, I'm like, that can't be right. Like, how can you not think of something else. Well, here's my analogy, because uh, I'm the analogy queen, right? Here's my analogy that people that are dealing with tough emotions, anxiety, depression, anger, frustration, overwhelm, loneliness, grief, they get into a barrel and that lid gets nailed shut. And there isn't a single thing other than their pain that they can think about. There isn't a single thing in the world. You are in a barrel you can't move around. You can't see. It's dark. You're squished down in this barrel. You can't see the sun, the birds, the butterflies, the clear blue sky. You can't see anything but your darkness. And so what I say is let's figure out what we have to do to wake up and take the effing lid off the barrel. That's my job. That is my job. And I swear that that is my purpose is to create metaphors so you can fully understand what I'm talking about and apply it to your life. So I'm on the phone with this lady. I said, if you weren't feeling depressed, I said, would you feel hope? And she goes, oh, there's no hope. I've had, I've had depression for 30 years. Okay. I'm like, well, if you weren't feeling depression, 
Like, what could you want to, to feel? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know anything other than depression. She's so deep in that barrel. I gave her that metaphor and she, and I said, so I said, I, I have to be honest. I guess I don't understand why you're on this call with me. And this was a discovery call for my upcoming group coaching program. And she goes, because I, I listened to your podcast. I listened to your podcast and you give me hope. You give me something, this little speck of light that something could be different. But she's like, because I've been experiencing this emotion for so long, I don't know any other emotion. I said, okay. I said, well, let's just dig a little deeper. I said, so I started giving her kind of some positive words. I said, you know what? I said, let's not name it. Let's number it right now. I said, what number are you? And she's like, you know, I said, like, on a scale, on a scale from one to 10, what number are you right now? She goes, talking with you on the phone. She's like, I'm like a six. I said, okay. I said, so before you and I were on the phone, what were you? She goes, oh, like a negative 10. I said, okay. I said, so what is it about our conversation that made you go from a negative 10 to a six? That's a big jump. That's a big move. And she goes, hope. I said, okay, let's go with that. So when we're using our imagination, we have to spend that time really taking the lid off of our own barrel so we can start to explore. Because here's the thing. The things out in the outer world are not going to give you the long lasting effect that you want. But the stuff on the inside, the inside world of energy is going to give you the long lasting effect. It is going to give you what you need. That hope, because everyone's like, well, I'm not going to do that or think like that or go do that thing because I don't want to get my hopes up. And I say, yes, you do, actually. You do want to. You do, because from that perspective of having your hopes up, you can see things differently. As a society and a culture now and a country, we need to start thinking differently about ourselves, about our relationships, and about our future. And I'm talking about like in this global scale, we need to be thinking differently because what we're doing now is we're letting other organizations think for us. We're letting pharmaceutical companies think for us. We're letting the government think for us. We're letting, if you have kids in school, we're letting the school officials think for us. And I'm telling you right now, some of that stuff is bullshit. And I'm not letting someone else think for me. I'm not letting the world, the government and the big pharma tell me that I should be living in fear instead. Listen to how they talk. Listen. I watched a show last night. I uh, couldn't sleep. So I was watching just show on my TV, on my TV, on my phone. And, uh, you know, it's like on Hulu or something. And it's like every, every three minutes, there's three minutes worth of commercials. And so I turn the volume down and I usually, you know, it's late at night. So I turn the, I turn my phone away from me. So I'm not like blinded by these stupid commercials, you know, anyway. So I, I kind of zoned out and I'm listening to them every single commercial. I listened to three, three of them in a row. I think every single commercial was a drug commercial. Hey, do you experience blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Do you have a hard time getting up? Here, try this new medication, whatever it's called, and talk to your doctor today. And here's a list of 500 different side effects. I'm like, don't get in there. Don't get in my mind to create fear. And then there's part of me that's like, I get enough mad. I am mad enough. And I'm just like, how dare you? But they're trying to make money. 
They're trying to make money and they're making money on fear. You know, and I was at, um, Amy and I went on a date this morning. Well, it was early afternoon, I guess. And we attempted to go to breakfast, but it took us forever to get out of the house. And so we called it lunch instead. And I remember talking about, um, what were we talking about? I don't remember, I don't remember the actual subject or, or whatever, but we're out to breakfast and we're talking. I said, you know, I said, just think of what this world would be like if we got, um, if we got rewarded for being good people. Just think if we got rewarded for that. You know, like if we, if we paid our bills on time, every single time that, that the, the company that we paid our bills to that said, you know what, one random month, we're going to eat your bills because we love so much that you're paying your bills on time. We're going to reward you, your insurance company. We're, gonna, we're just going to let you this month, we're, month of February, you can go ahead and skip your bill because we're going to reward you for this month because you pay your bills on time all the time. You know, they see us on the street driving the, driving the speed limit. Hey, you know what? We're going to give you, here, here's a cup of coffee and a scone because you're driving the speed limit. Whatever it is that you're doing, you hold the door open for somebody. And they're like, you know, that, wow, that was really nice of you. Thank you. We don't even thank each other. Imagine what a world would be like if we got more rewarded for the good things that we did versus the punishments. Because we live in a state of fear all the time. I get a little tiny headache and I'm like, oh my God, it's probably a tumor. I should go, I should go YouTube or, or Google what medications would help me to shrink a tumor. Or, oh, I got a little bit of a sniffle. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit bad. All I got to do is turn the TV on. I'll watch nine commercials in a row about different medications. that will help me feel better. We're living in fear. And it's up to us to regulate and to point our brains and our thinking and our thoughts and our focus and our concentration in a direction that makes us feel better. Because I turn the radio off. As soon as there's a commercial that is telling me about some sickness, some disease, some medication that is going to cure my life, I change the station. Give me some music. And as soon as I can't get through my six stations where I'm not listening to some drug company trying to instill fear in, in my or uh, any, anybody that's in the car with me or in our heads and instill fear in us, I change the station or turn it off and put my phone on and listen to uplifting music. Now, when it comes to creating the life that we want, we have to use our imagination. We can't let the world rule it for us. Our, the world does not want, those kind of companies do not want us to live in inspiration. Because when we're in inspiration, we're going to be smart. We're going to start taking care of ourselves. We're going to start taking care of our bodies. We're going to start taking care of our minds. We're going to start taking care of our families. We're not going to need medications. Because we're going to know how to get into heart coherence and we're going to know how to heal our bodies. Big Pharma is going to go belly up eventually. We stop living on medication, right? We stop living in fear and we start living in hope. Because when you get to the place of hope, my friend, that perspective will shift your life forever, forever. There's no reason, there's no reason on this planet right now that you are not healthy, happy, or freaking free. And that freedom could be freedom to come and go, freedom uh, f having money, having, I mean, it is, there is no, absolutely no reason. The only reason is you and your limiting beliefs if you can do it. Now, 
The question is, not if. The question is, when? When will you do it? What resources will you use to better yourself? Now, why do I say that? Anybody can be happy. Well, why? Because you just have to learn something new. And learning is right at your fingertips. And if you don't have a computer at home and you don't have a smartphone, who cares? Go to the library. Google anything. Google, how do you become happy? You have a terrible relationship? Google, please tell me, how do I better my relationship? I'm feeling terrible? Google, (laughs) how do I feel better? It's right at your fingertips, you guys. It is right at your fingertips. I go out there all day long and I am searching how to over- overcome depression, how to overcome. And what do I get? Sometimes it's medication. Sometimes it's a bunch of blogs and ever people, you know, all these people's uh, perspectives. And I'll tell you one thing. I will tell you one thing right now. The thing that has changed my life forever is meditation. It calms me down. It brings me inward to a universe that is vast and abundant. I can look around my house and go, you know what? I am blessed beyond belief because I have a warm place to stay because it's cold here. It is cold in Northern Michigan, folks. It is cold and windy and cold. The sun was beautifully shining today, but it was cold out today. But I can complain about the wind or I can say, you know what? It was gorgeous. We went outside. We were walking downtown. It was amazing. The sky was like that really rich, deep blue and the sun was shining all day today but it was windy and coming off the bay, it was cold. But there is no reason. So let's, let's go back to you. Let's go back to you and let's go, tell me what you want. Don't take, don't, don't put the lid on. Don't put a limit. Don't put a ceiling. What do you want? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to be in love? Do you want to be free? What do you want? And think of that and then go, what would I have to, what would have to be in my life or what would have to change in order for that to come into fruition. Okay, so I want to be rich. Okay, so what does rich look like? What kind of money is that? Is it a million dollars? Or is it $5,000 a month? Right? $5,000 a month is still a lot of money. But it depends. Do you want to be Kardashian rich? Or do you want to just be above the median in your town rich? I want to be able to fix my car. I want new things. I want to be able to have somebody come out and fix stuff that's broken in my house. I want to have, I want to go on vacations, but I don't have to like go to Paris every weekend, but I want to go, I want to go explore fun places. Okay. So think about, let's think about that. We have to figure out the details so we can start using our imagination. I want to be thin and fit. Okay. What does that feel like? What does that look like? Jen, I've never been thin and fit. I have no freaking idea. Great. Google it. Google it. What does it feel like to be thin and fit? And then just imagine, close your eyes and imagine it. And then ask yourself, what would I do if I was thin and fit? I would golf every day. Okay, go to the golf course, hold a set of golf clubs, go to the pro shop and look at golf clubs and put them in your hand and put the bag on your back, drive in the cart, meet people, shake hands, put gloves on, go get a shirt. Get your body into the scene. Embody. It's an in-body of the thing. Go into the place in your mind that allows you to explore and broaden your imagination. 
What would it feel like to be thin and fit? Get you excited about it. What would it be like to be in a happy relationship? Go to where there's happy people. If you're not happy in your relationship, get out of your living room and go to restaurants. Go to a movie theater where people are on a date and watch how they engage with each other. Watch how they laugh with each other, how they hold hands when they're walking down the aisle. Go to the grocery store and look at old married couples that are out getting groceries together on a, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon and watch them hold hands and laugh with each other and steal a kiss. Get your body into that space and start to feed your imagination because you take a kid who's wanting to be, let's say, wants to be an astronaut and he's, he, he puts a helmet on and maybe it's like an old bicycle helmet and he builds a rocket out of an old refrigerator box and he, you know, draws some lines and numbers and stuff on the outside of it, calls it a rocket and he makes all this noise and he's making rocket sounds and he's like, I'm going to walk on the moon and then he's on his bed and he's jumping, you know, like he's on the moon's surface. Where did he get that from? He saw a cartoon, he saw a TV show, he watched... I don't know, the one mom visits to Mars or whatever, that one cartoon. It was a terrible movie, but <laughs> he got it from somewhere. He got that imagination. He got a little bit fed and then it went wild. So now you take that little tiny piece. You take that little tiny piece. Let's say, let's say, well, here's, here's a good one. If you, let's say you want to make more money. And you want lots of it. You want freedom and money, and I want to be able to shop at this place, and I want to be able to drive this kind of car. Go to those places. Look at those cars. Get in those cars. Go to the place that you want to shop. Look and feel and touch. And then here's the crux. Here's where you pay attention. Here's where you pay attention. What are my thoughts when I'm in there? When I go to this store, and this is where I want to buy furniture for my house, one day, right? I go into the store and I'm looking at this furniture. I'm like, oh my God, this dresser's a thousand dollars. Well, I can't afford that. Well, there goes your imagination. Pretend, imagine, get that part of your brain all juiced up. Just say, you know what? This is going to be fun. Shift your gears because the life and the habits that you're doing on a regular basis is what's leading and creating your life consistently. You, you eat and shop at the same cheap places and you go to those other places or someone comes up to you and says, oh my God, I ate at the Franklin last night. It was so good. And they're like, oh, I can't afford the Franklin. That's not using your imagination. You know what? Tell me what you had. And just for fun, how much, how much per plate is it? Oh, it's like $50 a plate and the drinks are like $10 each. But the food is amazing. There's one of your words amazing tell me about it i had a steak and it was so juicy and i put it in my mind it just like melted in my mouth and i had mashed potatoes and like sauteed green beans you couldn't even believe the flavor it was amazing and the ambiance it's romantic but it's quiet and the people that wait on you are like professionals like they really care about your experience you hear some of those words in there? It's amazing. The ambiance is romantic. The people are professional. The, the, the steak just melts in your mouth. Now you start using those words. Even if you have to go to Walmart and eat a $3 frozen pizza, 
spend time, use your imagination. Maybe instead of microwaving the pizza, you actually put it in the oven and maybe you set the table. Stop at the dollar store and get yourself a tablecloth that looks really cool and really pretty and maybe pick up a couple of candles and, and even some fancy, uh, what do you call it, paper plates and imagine you're taking your spouse on a date and it's a frozen freaking pizza. And maybe you get some seltzer water and you call it wine and you pour it in these tall champagne plastic cups and you just use your imagination. And for this night, we're going to imagine we're in Italy on our anniversary and we're buying this amazing homemade pizza in this wonderfully popular Italian restaurant. And it was $2,000 a person to get here. And this pizza is like $47 and we're buying champagne with it. And oh my gosh, it is so amazing. Get there. You can do it. You can do it. This is what I did. This is what I did on that shed so many years. It was like 40 or 38 years ago. I was on the shed. And now one of my favorite places to be is on stage. But I practiced as a kid. So... My recommendation to you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out your journal and I want you to figure it out what it is that you want. What is your big time goal that you want? Whatever it is, it's under health, it's under um, relationships, it's under money, you know, wealth, finances, your career, whatever. Oh yeah, and that was the other thing I used to practice all the time is teaching. My classroom, all my stuffed animals all lined up on my bed. I had a little tiny clipboard that was like this little notebook thing. And I had this little tiny clipboard and a pencil and I would write everybody's name with a little checkbox next to it and I would check if they were there in time and I would hand out um, I would hand out their homework for the day and we had the bell that would go off that would send them out to recess and then I would go outside and play and I would take a couple with them with me. They would get in trouble. I'd set them out in the hallway if they were fighting. I mean, I was like a teacher. <laughs> and guess what? I became a teacher. And then I became a speaker. I didn't know a speaker even existed, but that's what I was pretending, right? So get out your, get out your, your journal. I want you to figure out what it is that you, can, that you want. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you've never felt fit in your entire life. I don't care if you've never had more than $3 in your bank account. I don't care. This shit works. I have to tell you that. I have to tell you. It is not a secret anymore because I am telling the secrets, folks. <laughs> You want your life to change? It is in these simple yet powerful tools. Every single day we do this and every single day my life gets better and better and better. And I want that same thing for you. Don't underestimate. <laughs> Please don't underestimate the power of these, of these words, of these, these tools and these exercises. So you write at the top, okay, let's say it's in, it's in money. And I, you just, I just like, uh, I hate my job and I don't make enough money and I want to make more money. What is that? What are those details? And now go all the way to the end where you've reached the goal. What does that look like? What is the end? I, I have $2,000 a month. I'm making $100,000 a year. I'm making half a million. What, what is it? Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It only matters to you. Take the lid off. Do not underestimate the power of dreaming. So don't be like, well, I'd love to make $5,000 a month, but Jen, come on, I'm not smart enough. I don't have a, yeah, you know what? There are people making a lot more money than that that are a lot dumber than you and I. <laughs> I am telling you, right? So take the lid off, figure out what is, you know what? 
Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play this game. I want $5,000 a month. Perfect. Okay. Now describe your life. What are you doing? Who are you? What do you have? Oh, I have a brand new car. Great. What kind of car? Well, I want like one of those Chrysler 300s. Okay. Go to the Chrysler dealer and get in one. Sit in it. Smell it. Feel it. And if you can, and if you trust yourself and you can do it, go drive one. Even take the guy with you. Go drive one. I want to shop at this place. Fine. Go to that place. I want to eat at this restaurant. Fantastic. Go eat at that restaurant. Do whatever you can to get your body into those places physically. So then what you do, then you're going to come home and you're going to practice. You're going to create your life from that scene. You're going to start imagining. You're going to feed the imagination. You're going to put your mind into your body. You're going to feed your body the emotional hope, imagination, and the dream that you want. The end result is you're going to feel better. You're going to feel alive. You're going to feel the momentum. You're going to feel what it feels like to be in the flow. Now, here's the big secret, and I want you to listen to me right now. I want you to stop doing everything you're doing, and I want you to listen to these words. You must do it more than just one time. You must do it more than just one time. You have to do it more than once. Creating is about momentum. Creating the life that you want is all about momentum. It's about doing it more than you've done it over here. We've all spent days and years living by default. I picked up, I went on these experiences. I picked up these beliefs that, that felt these thoughts that fed these emotions. Now I feel like shit. Okay. It's all about the thoughts that you're thinking. Okay. Change your thinking, change your routine. I always eat here because this is what I can afford. Fantastic. Go eat over there now. I always shop here because this is what I can afford. That's great. That's the past. Now go shop over here. It doesn't mean you have to buy a bunch of stuff. I'm certainly not suggesting you go into debt up to your eyeballs. Jen said to go shop at this, you know, these really high dollar um, furniture stores. That's not at all what I'm saying. Go into them. Feel the stuff. Sit on the couch. Look at the dresser. Turn the lights on. Right? Look at the lamps. Feel in there and be in there and be very aware be very, very aware. And I would take your journal with you when you go out into these public places. Go into those public places, figure out and be aware of your thoughts and your beliefs. There was one, my mom used to tell us, I told you I grew up poor. We had food stamps, me and my brother. And we would go into the stores, which is always a terrible idea. You never take kids in the store because they always want everything, right? And in the store, I'm like, mom, I want this. She would say, one of two things. And I bet I could just pause for a second and you're going to guess both of those things. One, we can't afford it. Two, you don't need it. I remember I have four turtles. They're inside right now in big giant aquariums in their apartments is what I call them. And they're hibernating. And they go back outside typically the end of April-ish. Just depends on how warm the weather is. I live in northern Michigan where it's like snowy here, you know, nine months out of the year. And uh, so they go back outside while I build this pond on my deck. So I put all these pallets down and I have this big pool pond and that goes in the middle and I put all these pallets around to kind of create a deck and then I have all this really cool like fake grass that goes around it and then I kind of fence it in so they can get out of the pool and out onto the grass and I decorate it with all these things and they can they can sunbathe and get because turtles don't have to be in the water it's a natural place for them to be but anyway and um, I remember I wanted 
these sunlights. Uh, I'm sorry, solar lights, just his little ones that stake in the ground, right? And I have these plants out there, so I'm just going to stake these solar lights into this, into these planters. Like I have like lemongrass, keeps the wasps out because the turtle's always trying to eat wasps. It's not good for them, <laughs> in case you didn't know. And um, so I'm out shopping and I wanted to get these solar lights. And these ones were like, I don't know, they're like $5, but they're really pretty. They're glass and they have a really long, sturdy stake that goes, that would go into the planter. And I'm like, ah, these are really cool. But I wanted like four of them. Like that'd be $12. What do you think I was saying? I don't need that. I'll just go to the dollar store. I'll just get a couple. So I did drive across the, you know, down the street and go to the dollar store and I get four of them for a dollar. And so it's four twenty-four, right? Tax. And so I go home and I put batteries in them and the first rain, they stop working. Cheap $4 solar lights. I was mad. So then what I ended up doing, you know what? I do want those. It doesn't matter if I need them or not. They're $12. But that was a time I was very aware of my thoughts when it came to spending. Now, I also love Harry Potter and I buy a lot of Funko Pops and Legos and toys and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay, I don't need the $474 Lego set of Hogwarts. I want it. But so I am a little bit aware and sometimes I'm like, damn it, you know, why do I have that belief? But it's very, 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 very important that you recognize what your beliefs are. Because here's the thing. Watch this. We can clear the belief because the belief is just a thought. And that's actually my magic. That's what I do. I have a group coaching program where we get in and we find out your beliefs about all of the places that you're stuck in your life. We unkink the freaking hose by, re, we call it de-energizer. We de-energize the limiting belief. And guess what? You now don't have that belief. Doesn't mean you're not in control of your money. But now the belief is gone. So guess what? I have a really kick-ass pond for my four turtles. And it's freaking cool. And I freaking love it. I love it. And when I go and sit out there on a hot summer night with those four lights lit, and it is the most peaceful sanctuary. You know, there's a little fountain, so there's water running, and the turtles are out there. Usually at night, they're, you know, they're all buried away, you know, under in the water, like deep in the water. But it is the most beautiful experience of my freaking life. And if I wasn't able to allow myself to buy those $12 lights, <laughs> I wouldn't have the sanctuary experience. And I want that for you. So unleash your imagination. Take your journal, figure it out. Start kind of, this is like your research paper. What's your topic? And then kind of paint the picture. If I was this person, if I lost all this weight, if I was in this body, if I was in this relationship, and if I had this kind of a career, was making this kind of money, now paint your life. Go all the way to the end, paint your life. Where am I living? What am I doing? What are my activities? Who am I hanging out with? Where do I shop? What do I buy? What do I eat? And then start filling in the blanks out in the physical world. Get your body out in those physical experiences. And again, I'm not saying spend all of your money. I'm just saying, put yourself in those positions and go do some research. Okay, so I want a romantic life. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to the bowling alley. I'm going to go to this one restaurant and I'm going to go to the movie theater. 
And I'm just going to write down the, as I see people together. Okay, they're laughing. Ooh, they're having fun. Ooh, they're sneaking a kiss. Oh, they look like they're friends. Look at they're like so like tender with each other. They're like holding each other. They're um, they're romantic. Like you're filling in those words, and then you go and practice it. You bring it into your environment. You bring it into your current life. And while you're out there, I'm sorry, I forgot little step three, which is a big step. While you're out there, think of your limiting beliefs. Be aware of your thoughts. Be very, very present about your thoughts and what you're thinking. We have this friend that uh, is single, has been single for a very, very long time, went through a, a terrible breakup and has not dated and isn't with anybody. And when she hangs around us <laughs> and anytime, you know, Amy and I are showing any kind of affection, she's, you know, across the room going, oh, gross. Or she'll like, go get a room. And she makes all this noise. And I'm like, you know, I said, are you happy being single? And she's like, not really. Now between you and I, can you tell why she's still single? She has a belief that is stuck in there that whatever romance or a relationship, a loving relationship is no longer for her. She's, it's so disgusting. Um, you guys are, you know, whatever. And so it's like, she has those beliefs in there. It's very negative because her relationship didn't go very well. So what I would say to you, if that is your belief, is write those beliefs down. Write them on a piece of paper so you can see them. Write them on a piece of paper so you can see them. When you can see them, you can start to let them go. When you see them and they are in your awareness, like the one that I had where I'm like, my mom would say, you don't need that. And now I'm telling myself those same words. I can be like, you know what? I don't need them. I mean, not to survive. I'm not going to die if I don't have them. But you know what? I want them and I deserve it because I deserve this space that I call my turtle sanctuary to be amazing. And I deserve amazing. And that was it. I was able to let that go. So once you can write those beliefs down and you see them on a piece of paper, you'll be like, shit, I don't believe that anymore. I don't want to believe that. And you can let it go. If you need help with that, please check me out. Shockers for Beginners. Friend me on Facebook, J-E-N-M-A-C, Jen Mac. And send me a message, send me an email, an email to the meditation room tc at gmail.com and say, hey, you know what, Jen, I need some freaking help. I want you to help me. Do you have a group coaching program starting? Because I want to be a part of it. I have lots of ways for you to connect with me. So if you're listening to this and you're not a part of my group already, let's get going. Let's get these things cleared out. Let's get the hose cleared out. Let's get you using your imagination so you can build that big, beautiful life. Thanks for listening. And if you were inspired by this episode and are looking for healing, transformational growth, and a community to show up in, then please join me on Facebook under Jen Mac, J-E-N-M-A-C. Friend me and follow me. You can also reach out to me via messenger to see when my next program begins so we can work together to bring about your healing, deepen your connections, and start to create your bold, beautiful life. Also, if you are inspired by my podcast, please share your opinion in a review so others can be inspired too. Keep growing going and transforming and keep looking for those nuggets of inspiration.